Caputo and the radio voice of the Detroit Tigers, Dan Dickerson. Fly ball deep left field. On Tigers Radio, 97.1, the ticket. Dan's off tonight to fly into Cessna solo here. Uh, hope you're all safe out there driving around. And look, there's one thing about this show. It makes you think of something like palm trees uh, down in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, the uh, somewhat cool, then all of a sudden turning warm uh, breezes coming off of Lake Parker uh, near Marchant Stadium and uh, the start of the baseball season. And we got a special treat for you tonight here on Tiger Talk. We'll be joined by uh, Spencer Torkelson, uh, who, uh, man, he really turned it around, got it going in the right direction the second half of last year. So. Uh, we'll take your phone calls a little bit later, but uh, right now we'll go right out to Spencer Torkelson. Hey, Spencer, how you doing today? Back at Puto here, hey, Tiger Talk. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. man. I think you're, you're either in Arizona or California. I'm making a, a guess, right? I'm in Arizona right now. Yeah, it's a lot nicer there than it is here, man. We have a blizzard. Oh, I, oh dang. But it's been chilly. It's been getting down to like 30 at night. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing that's like interesting about uh, your development last year and over the time, uh, the one thing throughout this whole process, and I'm sure you're a better person and a better ball player for going through this. You were 1-1. Everybody expected everything. And uh, when it didn't take off right away, it was like, oh, my gosh. And then now that you've done something, I remember last year somebody said, well, he might be hitting 30 home runs next year. No, he hit 30 home runs last year. Uh, it must have been really, really fulfilling to see what you uh, deep down inside knew about yourself uh, come to fruition. Yeah, no, last year felt great. And I think the expectations, they obviously people had high expectations for me being picked number one, but like my expectations for myself were even higher than that. And to live up to those was just not even human humanly possible so to you know get down to get down to earth get humbled and then you know work from the ground up it felt like again and then to see some you know things come to fruition see some results happening felt definitely uh a little sigh of uh a deep breath well as a team as well i think it contributed quite a bit to uh the success of your team which had to be fulfilling because second half of the year you guys really came on, and I don't think it was a coincidence. It was about the time that you, uh, Kerry Carpenter, some others, uh, started knocking the ball out of the ballpark. And yep. and it, it, the, the momentum coming into this year uh, has to be you know, pretty good based on how it ended last year because you guys are all coming up together, and uh, you can sense that closeness between you. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's all about – that's what it's for. You want to perform for your team. You want to win. You want to win the most games possible. You want to get to the playoffs. You want, you want to win a World Series. So when you're not performing to your ability, you feel like you're letting, letting people down, and that's a terrible feeling. So just to contribute to wins and to contribute to a really good baseball team, is that makes it all worth it. Um, but, yeah, we got a great great group of guys. Um, I mean, I'm, after, like, the first two weeks of the offseason, I was like, all right, when's, when's spring training? I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. It, it, one of the things that was very impressive, and uh, you, you understand this, I think everybody around baseball understands it, uh, but it, when things are going well and you're hitting a bunch of home runs and uh, you're getting a lot of adulation 
Uh, pretty much everybody can handle that. Uh, the hard part is grinding through uh, when things aren't going well. And the one thing that was most impressive about you last year, at least to you know, long-time observers of baseball, you know, that type of thing, uh, was the way that every day you were in the lineup, every at-bat, every pitch, you could sense the maximum effort there. And then it paid Hold off up. for you. And, you know, that to me suggests that you probably your long-term future in baseball is going to be extraordinarily bright because a lot of players, that would have ruined them. I mean, I've seen that a lot down through the years covering the sport. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a grind. You know, 162-game regular season schedule is, is not easy on the, the mentals more than it is the physical, I think. You know, it's like... Alan Trammell said it best. He said, he told me it was right after I got drafted. And it was, he said, like, you feel amazing maybe 40 of the 162 games, like maybe, but how, how good can your, your C swing be, your, your D day, you know, like how, how good can, can your like average be, you know? So it's, it's building off that. And I think that's what I love about this game so much is because, Everyone's going to have a great game. You know, everyone's going to have a great, you know, 20, 30 games. But it's when you're going through it and, you know, you you aren't feeling the things you want to feel in your swing at the moment or, or something like that, and you just find a way to grind through it. How can I still contribute? You know, go get a walk, see a couple extra pitches, just little things like that that are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is, and I would say, I don't know what the betting lines, if they even have them, but I would tell people about you defensively. Uh, bet on the uh, the over on Spencer Torkelson on his defensive metrics this year. Because it can guarantee you, you've been working very hard at that. I mean, you're a pretty good athlete. Yeah. You know, it's you were a pretty good running back in high school, man. I've seen some of the highlights. Thank you you, you know. saw the huddle. Larry, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but defensively, it was kind of weird because, you know, I'm somebody that looks at all this. There are a lot of people like me in the media. And it, most of your, like, minus numbers defensively were to the right side. And then later on in the year, there were times where you were like, okay, there's a ground ball in between second and first, and you were trying to adjust to that. Talk about your defense because obviously you got good hands at first, digging balls out and Obviously, you're a very good athlete. You're even you're a plus runner for a first baseman of, of size. Just talk about that and what you've been doing this year with that. Yeah, so I, I wasn't happy with the way I played defensively last year, um, especially balls to my right. So, um, I mean, I think defense is not only a mindset, but it takes a lot of work, and I take a lot of pride in that because I want to be you know an all-around player, and I want to help the team. I want to contribute to wins, not only on the offensive side. So... I think what what really happened was I kind of got in a little rut with the shift. And so in 2022, any ball to my right, I'm like, Scopey's right there and playing right field. Right. I'll just head to the bag. And then, so then uh, this year, the shift was obviously taken out. And it was a, I didn't think it was going to be that big of an adjustment, but it definitely hurt me. And I definitely, uh, I wouldn't say lazy, but it was a little lackadaisical on, on balls to the right where it's like, I could have gotten that because, I headed, to, I headed to the bag, and no one was there. So right. um, just working on that drop step, I've, I've done a lot of this offseason, and, and just you know trying to become an all-around player, I think, is uh, I take a lot of pride in that. Well, obviously you got good hands. I mean, uh, I don't know how many times you dug balls out of the dirt, and uh, 
I don't know how much the, it factors in on some of the metrics, but uh, multiple times. I don't think it's too much, but I, I love doing that. You know, yeah. um, it gives the infielders a lot of confidence when they're throwing to me. It's just like just get in the vicinity. It's gonna it's gonna be an out. Yeah, and your footwork's good. You know, you have the you know you play the position quite a bit at a high level in college and minor leagues, and, and that, and you're good on pop ups. You know, I haven't seen a issues with pop-ups i think it's just kind of that one thing that kind of drives it down and like i said uh you've shown the ability to look at something see where you need to improve and have shown that and i think that uh, provides a lot of confidence probably in yourself and certainly for you know the people that are uh, with the tigers i talk about this year as a team goal and uh, at what point do you riley green uh, because you've added a lot of veterans, but you guys have played for a bit, uh, kind of take ownership of the team. Uh, meaning, yeah. you, you know, Miggy's gone, you know, there's not that many quote-unquote vets that have been here for a while. And really, if the Tigers are going to do well, it's going to be you, uh, Riley Green, uh, Parker Meadows, uh, Tarek Scubo, Casey Mize, a lot of the players that you've come up with that are going to make the biggest difference. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year. I think we last year was a huge step in the right direction just on building an identity, building um, you know, on what we've already what the Tigers have already created and kind of just creating our own identity, getting better every single day. How can we get better in you know, on defense? How can we get better in the, the kitchen, in the weight room, in the you know, in the offensive side? So, so just making these marginal gains that, you know, we just keep buying into that keep going and then you know i love the off, off season so far for us um i think we're at, we added some pieces that are just going to help us get better mm-hmm. and the goal is always to win the world series you know we don't think we don't take that lightly we don't everyone's goal should be to win the world series it's just how does your identity line up with that are you doing are you taking your early ground balls to the caliber of a world series champion it's just Little things like that that I think this team's fully bought into that that is seriously going to pay off um, next year, the year after that, you know, all the years to come. Well, the, the reality of it is when you get to the major leagues, you know, there's a part of you, even somebody you who know, was 1-1 or 1-5 or, you know, 1-1 like Mize was too or Riley Green was 1-5 of like, do you, do you belong? You have to kind of show you belong. And I think pretty much across the board now, you've all shown that you're major league players. Now it's like, you know, maybe you can take it from there and, you know, as a team, and a lot of players are in the same spot you are. There's growth together, and it seems like good teams always have that element of players that came up together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Diamondbacks are a great example. Um, they had, what, six more wins than us in the regular season? Right. Like, that's the, that's the margin for air we're talking about and mm-hmm. just you get you get a berth into the postseason you get hot anything can happen so um i think we have the pe- i know we have the pieces for it and uh just really excited to, to see it happen well i'll tell you what spencer appreciate the time today good luck in the season and uh i'm not going to put the 40 home run pressure on you or anything but uh you're capable of doing something special like that no doubt you know and uh you know good luck to you in the coming season yeah, thank you very much. It's good talking to you. Take care. That was uh, Spencer Torkelson. Uh, 248-539-9797. What you think of uh, uh, Spencer Torkelson and what he had to say? And uh, 
the Tigers in the upcoming season. I know. I know. Lions have got a huge game. Uh, Michigan just won the national championship in football. And it's snowing like, you know, like crazy for the first time all year. You know, so what would be a nice little break other than talk some baseball right now? And you know my policy, I'll talk baseball with you 24-7, 365 days a year, and we just talk to somebody who may end up being like an MVP or something one day. So give us a call, 248-539-9797. It's Tiger Talk. I'm Pat Caputo. It's 97.1, the ticket. Swinging a fly ball, right center field. This one's deep. Loriano going back, looking up, and it's gone! A home run! How about it? Spencer Tarkelson takes the 99-mile-an-hour cutter and puts it in the right field seats. Number 31. Tigers now trail at 7-5. Well, once uh, you know, the uh, domino fell with Spencer Torkelson adjusting to major league velocity. Uh, which uh, he was pretty confident that he would be able to do that. Uh, last year, all of a sudden, eh, teams were hesitant to just throw him high fastballs. And uh, then he started to get a few pitches that maybe hung a little bit, and it sped up his bat. And when he, he connects, he hits the ball a mile. And it's like I said earlier, uh, and I've said this all along, uh, he's a very good athlete. You know, and He was a, a tremendous uh, running back. And I remember there was a ball his rookie year. Somebody hit it down the first baseline, kind of a tapper. And the runner ran into him, and he didn't do anything. But he just bounced off Spencer Torkelson. He's a strong guy. And the ability to grind like he did and just grind and grind and grind and you know, turn off all the noise, uh, not take it personal that, you know, some people are like, oh, this guy's 1-1, he's, he's a bust and all this. And just go out there and perform. Uh, nobody's saying that now. He ended up 30 home runs and 90 RBI by the end of the year. Uh, and uh, that's just scratching the surface of what he can do. And I think another key for the Tigers is Riley Green's a very good player. He's played 94, 99 games his first two years for various reasons. You know, last year it was, you know, he had Tommy John surgery on his non throwing arm because he, he dives a lot and there's a lot of different things. And uh, maybe right field or left field would be one of his spots, but he's definitely an excellent defensive player, regardless of where you put him. And he can really hit. And I don't think you've really seen the power that Riley Green eventually will have. He has prodigious power. You've seen him hit a few home runs, like 460 feet and things of that nature. So when you look at what they're building offensively, Colt Keith and Jace Young, those two players, are extraordinarily high potential hitters and uh, left-handed hitters. And in the case of both of them, not, hey, you know what, they just got a lot of power and they swing and miss a lot. They're very good situational hitters already. I'd be surprised if they hit, but how do you work them in defensively? Keith, it looks like he's going to play second base, that that's his best position. And Young, probably third base will be as well because he's got very good hands, but not necessarily the range you want in the second baseman at the MLB level. So those things are good things. You throw in a number of pitchers. We had Tarek Skubal on this show last week. Tarek Skubal was as good as any pitcher in Major League Baseball the second half of the year. Any. If you look at it, his, his whip was below .9 in 15 starts. And he did his best work in his last starts. 
and all the you know somebody who throws that hard left-handed with some deception uh, can land his changeup, throws a pretty good slider. And they're gonna they're gonna win, and he's got the look to him. You know, we were talking about that last week. So there's a lot of things that happened really really good for the Tigers last year. And one of them is they won some games at the end of the year and have some momentum coming in. Now the question is, can they win the American League Central? And one of their advantages they have, and this is an advantage, the the division isn't very good. (laughs) You heard Spencer Torkelson talk about Arizona last year. Arizona knocked big payroll teams out of the playoffs to get to the World Series. Won 84 games. So uh, the worm can turn quickly. We've seen it in Baltimore. Uh, We've seen it. uh, Texas may be different circumstances. Certainly some young players played in it, but they, you know, added, you know, big name, big production uh, uh, free agents in in Sagar and uh, uh, Simeon and, and some others. But Jacob DeGrom didn't throw a pitch for him last year. And still... Uh, they ended up winning it all. So the landscape in baseball, the Tigers could do well. Uh, I'm expecting the Tigers to contend legitimately uh, for the American League Central. I don't, I don't think they're discernibly worse than the Twins. Plus, they were, I, I forget the exact numbers, but something astounding like 20 games over 500 against American League Central teams. Uh, they need to start to beat the East a little bit, so... We'll get to your phone calls coming up next. 248-539-9797. Ticket text is at the exact same number. But it's snowing like crazy. You know, we got a lot of football on our mind. Hockey, basketball, all those things going on. But what's better to talk about and think about? Oh, those glorious days of the summer uh, coming up here uh, soon. And baseball, what does that represent? Those glorious days of the summer. And the Tigers... Pretty interesting offseason. We'll talk about that next. 248-539-9797. It's Tiger Talk on 97 won the ticket. It's a no-ball two-strike count on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Lang. Long look in from the belt. The 0-2 pitch. Swinging a chopper left side. Charging in McKinstry. On to first. No-hitter. For the first time in franchise history, the Tigers have thrown a no-hitter, a combined no-hitter, as they mob Alex Lang on the mound, and they have done it here today, Jimmy. What a win for the Tigers, a no-hitter this afternoon. Yeah, that was among the things, combined no-hitter. Matt Manning, of course, started that game. Uh, Lang ended it. Uh, 248-539-9797. Ticket text is at the exact same number here on Tiger Talk. And, uh, Mike, what's going on, man? Good to hear from you. Hi, Pat. How are you? Uh, man, I, I made it here to work through the snow, so I'm happy as a well, I, pig stuck in mud. I am stuck. I am stuck here, and I'm 59. <laughs> yeah. So, uh Traffic is at a halt. I guess there's all kinds of accidents. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Just think of, uh, you know, the summer. Uh, yeah. You know, think you're sitting there in your Tommy Bahama shirt, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're drinking a cold one, and uh, the Tigers are on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Spencer Torkelson's up, and, uh, 
You know, he's uh, facing, uh, you know, one of the top pitchers in the league. You, you pick one, and, you know, you got some baseball. So this is good. This is Pat, good. Yeah, Pat, it was so exciting hearing about baseball. I know I, I all I hear is football, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm football to death. So to hear baseball, I got really excited, and I had to call in. I hardly ever call I never call in hardly. But uh, I know you respect baseball and you like baseball. And uh, no, let me I love Pat, baseball. Anyway. Oh, I know you do, and that's why I love listening to you. I really do. But Pat, how about the uh, the announcer that they got uh, for the TV? It's kind of gone unnoticed, but he is really good. Uh, the TV they got from Chicago. Uh, have you looked into that at all? He is a well, great. Well, I've uh, you know listened to. Uh, I went yeah. back and listened to a number of his broadcasts. I heard him calling a mm-hmm. you know a college uh, football game. You know, okay. and uh, so it's it, look. It, it, it's a move that tells you that the Tigers, Tigers are doing things. I think yes. the right way, where they're not. Uh, they they want to be the best type of thing, and that was one of the things that they sold. Right. You know, with yeah. it, hey, we went out, we got this. We we're paying him. You, you know, traditionally, you know, Bally's, which is you know the whole uh, right. television thing is struggling. It sent out a, a real good message, and the thing about it was, it couldn't have been received better. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. I talked to about it, uh, I haven't heard one bad thing about it. Actually, I know, me and, too. Uh, yeah, you know, so I, I watched him in Chicago. Yeah. So what they have is uh, somebody that uh, you know called the games, and it's important. But uh, I'll say this: it's it, it, it everything that happens with an announcer. All right, how they're mm-hmm. remembered. You know, all those yeah. things. And we have all these legendary announcers here in our town, right? George Blaha yeah. and, you know, the the Kens, Ken Daniels and Ken Cal with the Red Wings. And, uh, right. you know, Dan Miller, you know, uh, down through the years. And people are very familiar yeah. with Dan because of it. But it really helps their job if the team wins. You know, uh, you know yeah. because they get to Let do me... their home run calls. You know, they get to do everything. Yeah. It's not a night after night, like, hey, you know, what, right. how are you going to fill right. the time? And I think that's going to be a key to the success. If if the Tigers are successful, uh, the, 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 the least problem they're going to have is how many people are going to watch their games or how many are going to listen, listen to it right. here on 97-1, the ticket. Baseball is a very regional uh, yeah. entity, and the home announcers and everything are more important than any other yeah. sport. Because it's night I after agree. night after night, because and then you start to right. feel like you know yeah. those particular uh, folks. So this was a good timing on it. I look, I, li- I like Matt, you know, a, a lot. So this isn't some kind of a knock on Matt, right? Right. But uh, you know, it was a good time uh, to yeah. uh, do it. Uh, they did it the right way. Got got what they wanted out of it. And uh, once the game start, you, you're going to like the announcer. Uh, I can guarantee you. On that. Let me ask you, Pat, uh, what, what's your personal opinion, seriously, like on the moves that they've made so far? I'm very happy. I think it's gone under the radar, but I think they've made some good moves. What is your opinion on their moves that they've made uh, this winter? Well, I like them because uh, none of them are long-term. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All of them are to augment the team now. Uh, if the Tigers yeah, are going exactly. to be successful, that'll be the Torkelson, Green, Meadows, yeah. Carpenter, uh, Colt Keith, uh, Jace Young, yeah. uh, Tarek Skubal, Casey Mize, uh, Matt Manning, right. uh, Reese Olson. Uh, a number of the players that they've drafted and brought into their system in recent years yeah. 
uh, have uh, done very well and are on their way up. So they got that core yeah. of younger players. And what they did this year, rather than just, oh, yeah, you know, we're just still rebuilding and all that, uh, they right, took right. the money that, you know, their payroll wasn't at the bottom of Major League Baseball. Right. It was kind of in the two-thirds. They took yeah. uh, the uh, core that they had and then augmented it with players who can help them win games now. And right, exactly. uh, they're in a division that's winnable. But if they're going to become a, a great entity, you don't want to pay you know three hundred million or something ridiculous exactly. to somebody where you're going to get a, a player and you're going to regret it down the road. Right. So Let me the, ask you, Pat, the, the message is there: they plan yeah. on contending. You know, you don't even have to talk to Scott Harris or you know, right, right. You, you know that they're contending based on what they did. They they plan to contend. Do you think they can win the division, Pat, in your serious opinion? Can absolutely, absolutely. I, I was okay. looking at the betting uh, odds, and they have them third yeah. behind Cleveland. I just oh, don't okay. see where Cleveland's as good as they are. You know, right, Terry Francona's not there anymore. They just There's yeah. a lot of attrition on that franchise. And Minnesota's right. beatable. The Tigers' record against the teams in their division last year were phenomenal. They were 8-5 against the Twins, and that was the worst record they had against any of their op- right, opponents. Right. I mean, they were exactly. there ten and three against Cleveland, ten and three against Kansas City, and you know they beat the White yeah. Sox, you know, regularly. So right, you know, right. And the White Sox are a hot mess, quite honestly. No, I know. And oh, uh, exactly. Cleveland yeah. is right now in, in, in transition, but you always got to kind of watch out for them. They got great tradition, and Minnesota, oh, sure. you know, is beatable. They're definitely they don't have Sonny Gray anymore. There's some other things, you know. Right, right. You know, they're just. You know, it, it, the Tigers are capable of winning 86, 87 games. They are. If everything you, goes, Pat, yeah. breaks right for them, I think. You know, I know it sounds like, oh, man, you're optimistic about the Tigers. But if you look at it, it won 78 games last year. And, th- look, they didn't have a player. Okay, think about this. And I, some of you understand war, some of you don't. I, I don't know who does and who doesn't. But they did not have a position player with a, a wins above replacement higher than uh, 2.2. Actually, Canna, who they just brought in the right-handed hitting outfielder, had, would have had the best wins above replacement on the Tigers among position players last year. So, and it was it say, well, their position players aren't that good. No, Green, if he stayed healthy, his wins above replacement would have been higher. Torkelson, it was simply a matter of defensive metrics, ultimately, which uh, we talked about with him uh, when he, we had him on here earlier. Uh, player like Parker Meadows was only up for a little bit, but his defensive metrics completely off the charts. A great defender and extraordinarily fast. So... There's going to be improvement from those players. And then you add in a, a right-handed hitter like Cannon. You say, well, he's 35 years old, but he, he runs the same. His uh, exit velocity, all those different things, which I, I tracked uh, in his career, none of that was down. It was all where it has been throughout his career. And he played very well down the stretch. And he was such a – when he played for Oakland, a complete and total pain-in-the-butt player. They need guys like that. And I like their overall athleticism as a team. They got guys who can run, a lot of them. Traditionally, the Tigers are always like, either hit a home run or they lose. And they were a little bit like that last year, but 
They improve their power numbers uh, dramatically, and they're ultimately going to be able to win in multiple ways because they do have some athleticism. And their pitching, Scooble is capable of being, you know, I think the odds are some like sixth or seventh of him winning the American League Cy Young Award. Uh, Mize is coming back. Reese Olsen, that breaking ball is special. So there's a lot of things there. Then their bullpen has been augmented well. They've built a pretty good bullpen. Uh, Chafin fits perfectly now where a couple years ago what he brings to the table was completely wasted because the team really floundered. Foley, Bo Brisky's got a power arm, and they got some players coming here. You know, one of them, Ty Madden, I don't know how he's going to ultimately figure in, but he was a first-round draft pick a couple years ago, and big-time college pitch. He's throwing 98 miles an hour with a nasty slider. And when he gets in a groove, nobody hits him. Now he has to maintain his consistency. And the other one I would watch out for, I know it's going to sound ridiculous, is Jackson Joe. Jackson Jackson is the best pitching prospect by far. And they've had some good ones. My Scooble, you've seen them. But by far that the Tigers have had since Justin Verlander. Uh, he, he, 60 innings last year, he walked six. Struck out 80. He throws the ball in the high 90s, and he throws it to the quadrants in the, the strike zone. He's got this, you know, uh, I think ultimately they're going to call it a slur, but a big bender. You know, that has a super high spin rate. That's what got him drafted third overall, primarily. And then he, he's thrown a, a cutter now. And on top of it, he lands his changeup. So I know he only made one start in double A and pitched in the Arizona Fall League last year. But it, it, that his stuff is going to play at the major league level. It's special. So there's a lot more going on with the Tigers, I think, than people may know. And, they, you know, because it took Torkelson a year and a half or so to get going, and they had so much hype about him that, you know, now it's like any time a prospect comes through, they're, they're kind of undervaluing that instead of, you know, where they were, like, too excited about it because baseball players develop at a different rate than they do in, say, the NFL. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I'll get to your calls coming up next. This is Tiger Talk ninety seven one the ticket. Strike one, swinging a ground ball to first, backhanded by Cabrera, crosses the bag with his left foot, one out, <laughs> of course, the ball will always find you, and Miguel Cabrera gets the first ground ball, the first ball put in play to make the out at first, and that's it, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, that worked out pretty darn well, the way the old Miggy thing did uh, conclude. And uh, Tigers made a lot of progress last year. And the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, they've used the salary cap space. Or not, there is no salary cap in baseball. What the hell am I talking about? They use the salary space to augment their roster. Uh, I think it's $47 million. Uh, Shelby Miller. Uh, Kenta... Maeda, uh, Flaherty, uh, looking at uh, Mark Canna, 
So they've added uh, a number of uh, different elements. Starting rotation, they've got Chafin back. Uh, so uh, they batted like maybe what a fifth of their roster, you know, with veteran players to augment their younger players, and have a nice mix. And then uh, their younger players have made a lot of strides. And on top of it, you know, their minor league system had a very good year last year. I don't know if the Baseball America or Pipeline or anybody's come out with their system ratings yet, but the Tigers will be in the top third easily, I think, in all those different elements. Last year was about how they were sliding and their top prospects had reached the major leagues and they were a little bit barren. Uh, it turned out Al Avila's final drafts were pretty good in that uh, the change of leadership uh, in bringing out the best in that talent was a pretty good mix for the Tigers here. So they've they've got a good young roster, and they've got flexibility now too. Because when you have a lot of good players, it allows you the flexibility to make deals and do some things, and uh, that's where they're at. It used to be real easy for them to fill up their forty man roster. Not so easy this off season. Uh, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven ticket text is at the exact same number. Uh, Dave, you're on ninety seven one the ticket. What's up? Uh, hi, Pat. Uh, I I uh, want to make a comment about. Uh, I have a question about Green. Uh, I think if we're going to make a run, uh, Green's going to have to stay healthy for the whole summer. And I love his aggressiveness and his energy. But last summer, it seemed like uh, he seemed like sometimes he was so aggressive. It's like he had disregard for his body. And what I was wondering is, uh, is that is that because he's so young? And can that be, can he control that a little bit? In other words, I would rather see him play the whole summer healthy rather than see him on a bunch of highlight reels. Well, uh, I I said that from the beginning, that the diving wasn't good. Because there's two factors there. One, if if you're running full speed after a ball, okay, especially if it's back, or whatever, your actual best way of capturing that ball is to run at full speed and then stick your arm out while you're at full stride rather than diving. The diving actually, in a lot of instances, slows you down. Um, Not that there isn't times when diving is important. Uh, Second of all, uh, he has to be careful uh, around the walls. You know, he's, he's banged into the walls and one time hurt himself significantly. And, uh, you know, just stay on your feet. Uh, Tigers had a center fielder, Austin Jackson, who never dove. And it's like when Chet Lemon, a long time ago, played for the Tigers, he'd dive into first base, and, you know, there'd be a lot of eye rolling, you know, from the, the folks in the clubhouse because, hey, you know, if you run through the base, that's your best chance of being safe rather than diving. You know, you're usually not trying to avoid a tag unless it's an errant throw. And you can run all the way through the base at first base. So that has to be an adjustment. And, uh, it sounds but it, like he can't control. It sounds like you're saying that he probably could control that a little bit. I don't know. You see, habits are hard to break. All right? Uh, this is a premier uh, player. This is a premier athlete. Uh, he has done that, obviously, as long as he's played baseball. Uh, he's gotten kudos for doing it. Because it does show, in a certain sense, a certain amount of athleticism. 
And so when that ball goes there and he is focused on getting it, you know, his instinct isn't to just run to it and scoop. And in a way, you might be making him less effective because he's gotten so used to doing that all his life. So uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. And how do you work on that? You know, well, you can go out in the outfield and you can have somebody hit you fungos and you can even do situational things during batting practice. But the reality of it is that in game action, that doesn't come up a lot. And when it does come up, your, his instinct is to, I'm just going to get the ball. Well, hopefully he'll learn from his, from his pain. Well, that so might be a factor. Hurt. You're talking about somebody who's very oh, he's smart. He understands that. You know, you don't have to tell him that. You know, he, but I don't know. I don't know how that's well, all ultimately going to work out. Then uh, how is it going to work out in the corners? Uh, because when he played in the corners, you know, when they had those games during COVID, and he, he, he kept making all these spectacular diving catches toward the, uh, the foul line. That was the other thing. So, I don't know. That, that's a great question. I don't know how it's ultimately going to play out. It's an interesting situation. But it's like, a, like a, a receiver in football. A receiver in football, he's at his best on a long throw if he just runs his fast as he can and then just sticks out his arm at the end rather than diving for it unless it's like you know just a desperation dive two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number uh cliff you're on ninety seven one the ticket what's up cliff hey thanks for taking my call i uh wanted to get your thoughts i i just saw that uh casey mize going to salary arbitration over $25,000 and just seems to me like we're squabbling over nothing and I think it sends a terrible message to anybody that is ever going to be a future Tiger that they're not going to really get taken care of. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were. Well, I don't know if it, yeah, I would go that far with it, but it does seem kind of silly. You know, uh, you know, it's on my 25000 when you're talking, you know, 800 and some thousand in a couple of years, you know, if he pitches well, he's going to be making millions and millions of dollars. Uh, it's definitely a small amount of money. So I was somewhat surprised when I saw that. But I don't think it's going to send some message there. Now, players are never going to come to Detroit because of that, especially when they look at, well, you know. I, think it- I mean, they just signed a bunch of veteran players uh, for, you know, pretty pretty hefty salaries. So. Well, there. I wouldn't call him a uh, superstar, though. I mean, I don't think – I think the days of us signing star talent is over. I think we're just kind of the bargain basement baseball franchise now. Uh, really Cliff, I, I think you're wrong, okay? I think you're wrong. I think when the Tigers – it's the opportunity comes and their team is, needs that and the opportunities there, uh, I think they'll pay a premier player or two. I think that's going to be on the horizon. You know, when they, when they did it before, I mean, they signed Javi Baez. Everybody's complaining about it. You don't want to do that when it doesn't make sense. So I don't know what this is with Mize, you know, uh, back and forth on this. Uh, you know, it seemed to me just split the difference, get signed. You know, that's what it seems to me. I don't have any side on it, but I don't, I, you're, you're, you're stating a narrative about the Tigers, that they're, they're cheap, that they're a bargain basement team, and that they're not going to spend money. And that is simply not going to be the case. It hasn't been the case, quite frankly. Well, 
you know, it what, what do you, what do you, what do you, you know, so what do you want them to do? They got a team that isn't that good. Yeah, matter of fact, was in total rebuilding mode. You want to go out and sign somebody for, you know, two hundred million and win five more games, and you know that and it doesn't make sense, and then it, it, it ties your hands later. Well, I think there's some pitchers out there that we could have went after that we didn't or choose not to, Ooh. and Ooh. we're left with the Casey Mises Ooh. of the uh, the world. Well, Casey Mises was a one-one. Why don't Why don't we take Casey Mises in 2021 was an excellent pitcher. He had Tommy John surgery. I don't know about excellent. I wouldn't throw around the excellent. Well, I don't know. Why don't you go look up the numbers? You'd be surprised. Well, Casey I, I Mize in twenty twenty one was an excellent pitcher. He was, a, you know, he had really good numbers, especially after he got off to a slow start. And after that, he was like really good. His wins above replacement was like three. So if you got Casey, you know, Casey Mize, if if he comes back and he's throwing very well. You know, he, his value will skyrocket because of he's still under I, control. I agree with you there. I totally agree okay. with you there. Okay, so they, they went and they got they, they got Mahida, who pitched very well last year after an 0-4 start. They got Flaherty, who's relatively young and has had some big seasons. You know, last year, they you know, they, they were very successful with Lorenzen. If Erod actually pitched for him, you know, on a regular basis, he only had 42 starts in two years. They spend money on that. They spend money on Baez. You know, they they went out and they spent $47 million on players just for this year, basically. $47 million for five players. Mark Canna, though? Come on. What about Mark Canna? Mark Canna would have had the highest war of any player on the Tigers uh, last year. I don't think he's going to win as many ballgames. Well, you know, it's... If you go out and you get a major league regular, okay, which is 2.0 war, it costs you what they pay in Marcana, $11.5 million. That's what it is. That's what the going rate is. All right, so what's your beef? Did you want him to get uh, Otani? You think that was going to happen? I don't think that's real. Yaramoto, did you think that was going to happen? Who, who didn't they go out yeah. and get? Who did you want? Why don't we go out and get a, a a stud pitcher, somebody that we can we can back up Scooble with, who can help us win some ball games? Well, because because basically, their their stud pitchers are actually pitchers that they're looking at for you know the next year or two to be coming up. All right, and one of them might be Mize. Uh, Manning did reasonably well last year. They took a pitcher third overall who is easily one of the top ten prospects in baseball. I, I think, though, that we have a bunch of guys that are probably three or four starters in the, in the rotation. And a bunch of guys? In order to build, a bunch of guys that are three or four starters? Depends on what rotation you're talking about. Well, I don't think, I don't think Manning's anything better than a, a, a third starter. I don't think Mize is anything better than a third starter. Well, Mize has more Scoobles. upside than than you believe. Uh, Scoobles, there isn't a team in baseball that don't want Tarek Scooble. Look, man, that. I'm not. I'm not I'm look, not yeah, look, look. About that. I I think you you misconstruing a lot of things. I mean, there's a constant narrative that the Tigers are never going to spend money, even though they went out and spent money foolishly. Actually, after 2021, so they learned their lesson. 
develop their players and actually spend money, I think, fairly wisely this year because they're not boxed in, and there's still that complaint. So, and then they could have signed Carlos Correa. Now, what would they be? The same. 97 won the ticket. 